there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. This is the show that pits facts against fireballs. On today's show, asteroids. We're going to start our story on February 14th, 2013. The world's finest asteroid researchers were meeting for a conference in Vienna. Alan Harris was catching up with some colleagues. We had a, a nice evening in a, in a restaurant in Vienna. You know, talking shop, as, as people do. Some of that shop talk was about an asteroid that was expected to fly by Earth the next day. It had been discovered a year before and scientists were tracking it closely. They predicted it was going to just skim past us. It was coming quite close to the Earth. The scientific community was ready and waiting. And so we were all geared up. We were expecting it. The asteroid is called Duende. It's a potato-shaped rock about 130 feet across. And it was expected to be one of the closest encounters ever recorded between us and an asteroid of its size. Scientists had press releases ready and interviews scheduled. It was all rather exciting. So with a big day ahead, Alan hit the hay you know, brushed my teeth, had a wash, and, and then just fell asleep. In Vienna, Alan slept peacefully. But 2,000 miles away, in the city of Chelyabinsk in Russia... <laughs> Sergei Zamodra, an astrophysicist, remembers hearing the asteroid as it exploded over his hometown. <laughs> Sergei says some people were frightened. He also told us that when the asteroid exploded, it caused a chemical reaction. He says the air smelt different. Some people even sensed a different taste in the mouth. They said it had some metal flavour. Across the city, the blast damaged buildings, caving in some roofs and shattering windows. More than 1,000 people were treated for injuries, mostly cuts from broken glass. The asteroid ended up causing millions of dollars in damage. But back in Vienna, Alan had no idea what had happened while he was sleeping. He woke up, brushed his teeth, and headed down to breakfast. All I could see uh, from where I was sitting having my breakfast was a reflection of a TV monitor, uh, which was just showing the news. And the picture that kept being repeated was that of a streak across the sky. But then I, I managed to read the, um, I think it was the word meteor or something, uh, backwards. Alan was confused. Duende, the asteroid scientists had been tracking, wasn't supposed to come by Earth until later that night. And it wasn't meant to hit Earth, just come close. He realised that this asteroid that he was seeing streak across the sky on the television, the one that had just exploded over Russia, it wasn't Duende. It was an entirely different asteroid. And that's really when I be my jaw dropped. My jaw just dropped. And I got up. I left my breakfast on the table, got up to, to actually view the TV screen directly. I gaped the screen, I think, when I saw this. I just, I just couldn't believe it. This was just total coincidence. Alan just stood there agape for a bit, 
processing what he'd seen. He was totally stunned. But of course, he had a meeting to get to. So he hopped on the metro. We got onto the train and there immediately, just sitting right in front of us there, were the colleagues from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and from NASA headquarters. Uh, So, you know, all the people in the world you would want to talk to about this event were right there. Did any of them have any idea that this might happen? Not at all. Nobody could have predicted this. We didn't know anything about it, you know. Uh, The only event that was predicted was that of the close approach of Duende. Alan says some researchers were a little red-faced. Well, well, I think there was a, a little bit of embarrassment. You know, how are we going to explain to the world that we did not see this coming? Yeah, I mean, really, how are you going to explain it, Alan? How did you and the rest of the asteroid researchers spot one asteroid that was passing by Earth, but miss the one that slammed into us? That answer, today on the show. So how did this happen? How did we have all this information on one asteroid and nothing on the other? Well, to answer that question, we're first going to tell you how we knew that Duende was going to sail past us. About a year before the big NASA whoopsie, some nerds were looking up at the skies using a big telescope off the south of Spain. And that's when they saw this tiny dot moving. They got a couple of images and saw something that moved differently relative to everything else. And were able to say, oh, hey, we think we just found an asteroid. That's Kathy Plesko. She studies how to save us from asteroids at the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico. And Kathy told us that, as is protocol, the nerds in Spain reported their finding to the Minor Planet Center. They keep track of every asteroid that's ever been discovered. And so they looked at their records and asked, is this something that's been seen before? And they, everybody went through and checked and said, nope. This was a new asteroid. And it looked a bit like it might be headed for Earth. So the Minor Planet Center put out a call to a network of telescopes around the world, saying, everybody else, hey, go look for it because this looks like it might be something coming at us. So let's go get more images and establish its orbit. So scientists from all around the world pointed their telescopes at Duende, trying to get a picture of it to see how it was moving. A telescope in Spain spotted it at 1.45am their time. In France, they caught it at 3.21am. Arizona spotted it at 5.30am. And each time someone saw it, they took a picture and sent the coordinates to the Minor Planet Centre, who verified it and put it on an official map. That's when we know whether or not it's going to hit us, is once we learn about enough about its orbit. When scientists crunched the numbers to pinpoint its orbit, they realised that Duende would miss us, but come close. Remarkably close, as NASA put it. The nerds breathed a sigh of relief, and scientists' predictions about when and where Duende would be were totally on the money. It sailed past Earth just as they thought it would. But any pats on the back were overshadowed by... Shelly Arbitsk. And Kathy says that just like Alan and all the other researchers in this space, she was completely shocked. What just happened? <laughs> I, I, I literally did the take a sip of coffee and then did a little bit of a spit take on my monitor. So how did we know about Duende but Miss Shelly Arbitsk? Well, what made Duende special is that it was easier to see than the average space rock. You see, 
asteroid hunting tends to be very tricky, partly because most asteroids are dark, really dark. And in the darkness of space, that's a problem. These things are really hard to find. They're all fairly dark, so asteroids tend to be about as dark as black velvet or, like, charcoal briquettes. So if you're looking for charcoal briquettes in space, that's a lot like looking for black cats in a coal mine. Duende, on the other hand, was bright for an asteroid. More like spotting a grey cat in a coal mine. And Duende had another thing going for it the direction it was coming from. You see, one of the problems with Chelyabinsk was that in the weeks leading up to it hitting Earth, it was basically coming from the direction of the sun. So we weren't going to be pointing a lot of telescopes at it because if you point a telescope at the sun that's not prepared to look at the sun, you start a fire on your mirror. Yeah, if you've ever tried to burn an ant with a magnifying glass, you know why. Just imagine that on a very big scale. Also. Shame on you. Didn't you listen to our episode on ads? Okay, so a couple of things came together that made Duende easier to spot. It was bright and not coming from the direction of the sun. But it's still kind of a miracle that we found it at all. Because here's the thing. Duende was small. It was only about 40 metres across, some 130 feet. And in the vastness of space? That's tiny. That's really hard to find. Chelyabinsk was also small, about 20 metres across. So Kathy is not at all surprised that we missed it. So there are a lot of 20-metre objects out there that we don't know about. Oh, wow. So we are still missing some potentially dangerous asteroids. So many. Oh, so many of them. Yeah. So that's the story of Duende and Chelyabinsk. But those are just two pretty small rocks. Asteroids come in all different sizes— And the larger they get, the more dangerous they are. When asteroids get up to around one kilometre, things get very, very, very scary. That's more than 100,000 times bigger than our friends Duende and Chelyabinsk. It's roughly the difference between a basketball and a hot air balloon. And if one of these space rocks hit Earth, it would be so much worse than Chelyabinsk. It would hit and then... Boom, if you were there, say it hit Manhattan, uh, you wouldn't survive. So you'd be vaporized. What do you mean vaporized? What happens is this chunk of rock hits and it's still going really, really fast. It's squishing up. And so it's slamming in, Earth is pushing back. It compresses, 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 compresses until finally it runs out of gas. And then you've got this super dense, super hot piece of rock that then decides, oh, it needs to be a vapor. It's got so much energy in it that it just explodes. The power that this rock would hit the ground with would basically turn anything near it to dust. These asteroids would hit with a force that is thousands of times more powerful than the nuclear bomb that detonated over Hiroshima. There's a reason we're using, you know, nuclear terminology to describe this, because it's just that huge. It is crazy to think about. It really is. And the effects would be felt throughout the entire world. Right. So something where if it hit the Earth, it would uh, wreck the Earth's climate Um, and prevent crops from growing for a year or two. 
When a large enough asteroid punches into Earth, it can throw up so much dust into the atmosphere that it literally blots out the sun. Scientists think this dust helped do in the dinosaurs when they were struck by this super giganto asteroid. So long, dinosaurs. So, could this happen to us? Well, the good news is that the bigger an asteroid is, the easier it is to spot. So we'd most likely see one of them coming. We'd have time to run around screaming. No, we'd actually have time to do something about it. But what? We find out what defence systems NASA has in store for us over in our full episode at Science Versus. Hint, it includes giant rockets. And maybe nukes. To listen, just search for Science VS, that's Science VS in Spotify, and follow the links to get to our episode, How to Stop a Killer Asteroid. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. I'll back to you next time.